We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Already depleted squad struggles under the weight of having to do it twice a week. This is the Arsenal Vision pre-match podcast. My name is Elliot Smith, and you can block me on Twitter at Yankee Gunner. I am joined only by Clive. You can find him on Twitter at Clive PFC. Hi, Clive. Hey, mate. How are you? I am well, thanks. I could think of no one I'd rather be joined with to discuss all of the tactical intricacies of our upcoming season opening fixture than the coach himself, the man who coaches our very podcast, our humble podcast. And so... Our goal this season is to continue to do podcasts after every match uh, as we have uh, dating back for millennia. But we are now going to try to add another podcast into this, stretch a little further, uh, much like the squad will be stretched with Thursday Night Football in places you can't pronounce. Um, we're going to try to do pre- preview podcasts, say that 10 times fast, short to the point, quick look at the game, quick look at the squads, things like that, and uh, probably just you know, two of us having a chat so we don't have to try to pull the whole team together, and they'll be short. We're aiming for 15 minutes. We expect to land somewhere around 90 minutes. Uh, so with that said, and already being a minute into it and having said virtually nothing, let's kick off. Clive, um, first things first. It's Leicester at home. They have never won there in the Premier League era. Um, we got some injury news, so just cover that quickly. It sounds like Alexis is going to miss uh, this game and another game and all of our upcoming games after he's sold. Uh, Ozil is in the picture to start. Uh, whether the manager will risk him or not depends on uh, his risk tolerance. Ramsey also sort of uh, in the picture, I guess. Um, Mustafi back, Koscielny suspended. If you had to guess, how do you think we'll line up tomorrow? I think he'll risk one of Ramsey or Ozil. I don't think he needs to risk both. If I was him, I would play Ozil only because I think without Alexis, we need a, we need one of our superstars in that in that two position behind the forward. 
I think Ramsey, being as it's a muscular injury, we know he's got a track record of uh, breaking down with thigh injuries. So I would just get him to wait a little bit longer if I was made and not risk both. In the back three, Mustafi, I don't think he's going to play him. I think he'll he'll probably start with um, Monreal, Mertesacker um, and Holding. Do think... you think Mertesacker's fit? I mean, there was some suggestion he might not be able to go. I mean, is, do you think he'll maybe try to protect yeah. him? I don't know. I don't think he can. I think he always targeted Mertesacker to be in the team early, particularly with Koscielny not available for the first two games. From a leadership um, standpoint? Yeah, I think so. It makes a lot of sense, right? He's seen as a leader in the in the group. The rest of the team looked to him in, in many different ways. And I just see, you know, if he's there, then people worry less about the youth of holding and, and Monreal's experienced player. And it just seems to fit. Benga seems very keen to make sure players get their four-week break. And so, you know... If he's somebody who cares about himself, he'd have rushed Mustafi back. They would have had him playing last week. But he doesn't. He doesn't. He sometimes, I always get the feeling that he, he doesn't value early points the same as late points. But points are points. And um, he puts the players hang first on, hang on, at hang the cost. On. I'm just going to write that down real quick. Could you say that one more? Points. <laughs> what were points? Points are oh, points. points. Got right? it. Okay, cool. Got it. Yep, keep going. I agree. And he some, you get the feeling that he sometimes throws away early points. And he puts the players first. You know, and then we sit there frustrated as fans because we, we start the season with a loss or a draw. But then, you know, we don't potentially, our injury record doesn't really represent the kindness that he gives to the players this time of year. So um, it's a tough one, but I think that's what he'll do. I don't think he's going to play Mustafi first game. He may get some minutes off the bench potentially, but that's the back three I think he'll go with. And I think he'll gamble on one of us, Laura Ramsey. Could, could he be tempted to go Kolasinac, Monreal, and Holding, and then play Ox at left wing back and and leave Pear out? Or, or do you think, again, just not enough experienced players, experienced not in terms of necessarily their experience in football, but experience playing together? Yeah, he could do that. And, um, and, he, could, and he could play Ox at right wing back. I mean, I did a little tweet this week about this, our strongest team, and I had Bellerin in it. And the amount of people that came back to me and said, the Ox should play right wing back. And I started to think it through a little bit and think, well, actually, we're at home. We need to score. Are we going to play a, you know, a full-back full-back or are we going to play an attacking winger full-back? And, um, and he, the Ox could play right wing back. I mean, he's going to tell you something. I mean, right now, there's obviously lots of rumours about him. You know, Chelsea putting the bid in up to £35 million. You know, he's then going to think, well, sell. I know what, I need sell. to play him. I need to, or, or, or I need to sell him, right? So, there's still... But, you know, given the fact we've got, you know, we've got the Hulk left wing back, potentially, a lot of the, a lot of the fans want to see him play in his position we bought him for. So, um, well, and, and let me make a point about, about playing Ox over Bellerin in this game. I mean, yes, we need to score. Um, and Ox, I guess, to a certain extent, does add a more dynamic attacking element to the, the wing back position, although I think Bellerin is capable of it, as we saw in the FA Cup final. But, I mean, you're looking at Mares and Vardy counterattacking you and Iheanacho probably as well, who is back fit. That's a lot of pace running into empty spaces when we press up into the opposition half, and I love the idea of Bellerin's recovery pace to yeah. at least potentially bail us out of some, some, hopefully they don't develop, but hopefully potentially some challenging counterattacking situations. Yeah, you could, you could have a great point. I think if you look at the two teams, I mean, Leicester are quite strong down the middle. Um, they've got a, player, a young player called, I think, Stephen Ndidi, and um He's 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 a promising player, and I think in about six months' time we're all going to know about him. And obviously their centre halves are quite strong. And what they did in their championship year, they they gave people wide areas and they defended their box. 
Um, but, but what they found last year, they couldn't get, they couldn't break out. They weren't scoring enough goals, and they couldn't defend for long enough periods. So they conceded, and we all know what happened. They seem to be very back to the championship years style, but their fullbacks, I don't think, are as strong. I think Danny Simpson is is two years older. Ben Chilwell's very young. Fuchs is actually getting, oh, he's post thirty as well. So I think if we're going to win this, it's going to be in wide areas. So I think it's really important we get the win backs correct we select them correct but we don't just focus on going on the outside shoulder of the fullbacks we attack the inside shoulder between the center halves and the fullback the and really drive into yeah really drive into that space and we have got loads of players that like to do that you know and yeah. i think that's where we're going to that's where we're going to shine we saw if you look at us stylistically we play a little bit like man city where we overload in wide areas and we drive and we and we penetrate and we cut back with low crosses I think low crosses to Lacazette's going to be the key. There's no point in in putting high crosses with um, Wes Morgan and Harry Maguire in there. They're two giants. Robert Hoof is not fit enough to play for them, so it's going to be those two. But they're not quick, so you need to drive them down in their channels, make them come and cover their fullbacks, make them move out of their spot. That's the way to to really have a go. And I think once we get into wide areas, we need to create lines so we can see Lacazette, we can see Ozil for cutbacks and, and passing to net type chances. So that's how I see the game sort of mm-hmm. forming. Yeah, I mean, the good news is their most sort of experienced central midfielders seem to be missing. Uh, Drinkwater won't make the game. Ebora won't make the game. Um, yeah. So we should have a little bit more comfort in midfield, which could could play uh, to our strengths. The other thing is, I mean, if they do start Iheanacho, who is fit, Okazaki played as a second striker for them last season, and one thing he was really responsible for was tackling back. He had a lot of defensive yep. activity statistics. I was looking at this today. I'm not just a Leicester City aficionado. Uh, I did some research for the podcast. I assure you, after this one, if we ever do these again, I will uh, approach these games with an ignorance that uh, is near presidential levels. Um, <laughs> but... But so, I, you know, I wonder if Iheanacho will give them that. So losing their most experienced midfielders, losing a defensively active forward, if they do choose Iheanacho over Okazaki, it may give us a little bit more comfort moving through the center of the pitch and, and building up uh, from the back, which is helpful, especially when you're missing, you know, some experienced central defenders. I guess the partnerships are really the question, right? I mean, for, first things first, before we get to the partnerships, do you think he will just go with Lacazette right off the bat, or are you a little nervous he might go with, with Welbeck or Giroud instead and, and save Lacazette for a little later on? I see the front three as Welbeck left, Lacazette center forward, Ozil tucked to his normal inside right. That's how I see the front three going. A little and that, harsh on that, Wobie, given, given that he's had a very dynamic and, and influential preseason. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah. But when it comes down to it, we need to score. We're at home. And we need to start to create a higher quality of chance. Although we look really good in the build-up at the weekend and we look quite pacey in wide areas, we look quite threatening. When it came to the edge of the box, I didn't think we had the efficiency that we normally see from an Ozil or, or a, a Sanchez, who we know sways between massive efficiency and inefficiency around the box. But we get that feeling of hope with those two. With, with Sanchez being out, I think he will play will play Ozil. And I think... He'll share the game with Iwobi, right? but I think I see Welbeck starting, and I see Giroud ending the game. You know what I like about that, Clive, is that if he does start Welbeck, what you get because look, Lacazette's not going to win a lot of er- headers. Ozil's not going to win headers. 
if you do get into wide positions, if you do get into a crossing situation and you've got a Wobi, Ozil, and Lacazette, those situations, unless you're doing pullbacks or low crosses, are, are not going to bear a lot of fruit. Corners are not going to bear fruit. Free kicks. Welbeck is a very uh, aerially dominant player. And having someone who can make a late run in the box or when we have a lot of possession, if they're parking the bus, can sort of deploy himself more as a, a second striker alongside Lacazette and give yeah. us a more direct option if we need it. Also someone who can be capable of some hold-up play. And defensively, let's be honest, someone who can battle them on their set pieces as well uh, because exactly. you take him out of the side and you're really looking at what Mertesacker and Kolasinac is the only real power in the squad aerially. Um, I, I agree with you. I think it's probably going to be Welbeck, Lacazette, and Ozil if Ozil gets the start. If he doesn't, would you say then it's definitely a Wobi, Welbeck, and, and Lacazette? Yeah, I would do. I think in that front three balance, I think he likes two more forward-thinking players and one connector, one playmaker. Ozil's number one playmaker and the Wobi's number two. Right, So um, I would like to see Ramsey tried in that position one day, but that day will come, but it's not today. Um, I do think he'll play El Nenny and... Shaka, and the reason being not because you know it's not about who do I like and who's you know who's playing better. It's about this time of year. It's about who's fit. Mm-hmm. I think it's very important you have fit players that have had the minutes under their belt, that played at preseason. That That's a really good had point. no injuries. I think last year's Liverpool game, we had a number of players that weren't quite fit enough. Um, we had we we didn't play players because they hadn't come back in time. And I felt, particularly after half-time in that game, we had a couple of injuries that we played through and we got killed for 10, 15 minutes after half-time because we weren't in shape. And when we got ourselves back, it was too late and we ended up losing 4-3. I think it's important to be fit and to be at the right level physically to challenge them. And that's why I think Welbeck will play because his physicality and threat will keep them honest and that will create the space and lines for Ozil and Lacazette to do, to do what they do. And, I mean, then behind them, you're looking at Shaka plus another. I mean, ironically, and everyone knows I'm not the biggest Oxlade-Chamberlain fan, but I I find it odd that he hasn't gotten any chance to play central midfield, that he looks like he could potentially be a good Shaka partner and certainly ape the midfield role that Ramsey has been playing in terms of his engine, his ability to drive into the opposition box to add that, that final ball, although he doesn't always find it. Um, yeah. But he's just been given no indication that he's going to get central midfield starts or opportunities. So do you expect it'll just be the safe call, which is El Nini? I, th- I think it would. But we don't know what we don't know. We know that on the day before the game that Ozil and Ramsey trained. But what we don't know, we don't know who was more unfit than the other. We don't. I think he'll gamble on one. I don't know which one. You know, so I'm having a bit of a guess there. If I was him, knowing Ramsey's history, I would just hold him a week. Crazy to risk. I mean, look, I'm the biggest believer that you have to win. You know, you have to win your home games in particular if you want to challenge for the title or even top four. And, you you know, there's an argument for risking Ramsey. But given that his partnership with Shaka looks like our only route to a successful season and given his injury history, I feel like it'd be madness to risk him if there is a doubt over his his health. Um, Exactly. Uh, so, we got Stoke. We got Stoke and Liverpool coming up. Yeah. Right? So it's important that he goes into and them Chelsea. games fit. <laughs> and also uh, with Ramsey, you know, you know what it's like when he's fit. He looks a completely different player to when he's not fit. He doesn't move as well. I know. It, I know that sounds an obvious statement, but when he's hot, he you, he just looks different. His movement is just smooth. The way he runs is smooth, and he's t- when he runs into the box. 
he doesn't burst into the box when he's fit. He almost walks into the box. And that's really important because when you arrive in control, you can finish. I feel sometimes when he's really searching for his game, what he does, he dashes into the box like a school kid. No chance of finishing because he lacks composure. Mm-hmm. But when he's in shape, he arrives calm, he arrives clear, and his finishes are obvious and clinical. That's his weakness, by the way, his finishing. So for all the he, things he, he does do... his XG substantially. Massively, right? So for all the good things that he does, he needs to score for us to suffer the things he doesn't do. If he doesn't score, we start to question his positional play, his recovery speed, and all the things that we know about him. But when he scores, we generally lift trophies, or it's a good moment. So we we need to keep him fit. So he's at his optimum. I think it's really important this season that we, we're patient with him. Yeah, and Paul has said on our regular podcast quite a lot that he thinks Ramsey just back from injury versus Ramsey three or four games into a run of games, you know, two different totally player. different players. And I think you've just hit on different that. Player. Yeah, really uh, perfectly. Um, you know, so here's my concern. They will probably park the bus and try to counter. I mean, under Craig Shakespeare, they. Uh, I, I was going to try to like throw in a funny Shakespeare line off the top of my head, and I got to level with you. Even though I studied Shakespeare a lot in college, Did I don't have know. a fucking line at my disposal right now. So disgraceful. I uh, yeah, I know. There's you know what what are you going to do? Uh, so, <laughs> don't ask me. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I mean. Uh, uh, Absent Shakespearean puns aside, like I, they they did try to get back to what they were doing. They were more direct. Um, they they did sit deeper, and so I expect we're going to face a low block. And my concern is, you know, a lot of people seemed, I think, pretty upbeat following the Community Shield. If you look at our preseason preparations, we struggled in a lot of matches. We didn't look particularly fantastic, but we put in a great display against Chelsea in the Community Shield. And I think that's led people into this led people into this sort of false sense of security about, well, if we can be Chelsea, Leicester's going to be no problem. And yet. Just two seasons ago, we won the Community Shield and lost at home to West, a, a bad West Ham team that a lot of people were picking to go down. Um, as it turned out, they had a pretty decent season. But, you know, it's, it's not unthinkable that something similar could happen. And, Clive, my main concern comes from the fact that if Ozil misses and it's Welbeck, Awobi, and Lacazette, that's not exactly, you know, a top-flight artillery of goal scorers and goal-scoring opportunities there. And... So do you have, is your big concern for this match our ability to unlock a, a low block given the players at our disposal? I, uh, it is. I think Leicester, what they did, they upped their work rate massively. Once they had the manager they liked, all the players started working harder. So they were much more intense around the pitch, much more intense in the challenge, getting broken play and counter-attacking. So they just upped their work rate. They were harder, they were harder to beat. They'll no doubt continue to do that, but I'm I'm not too concerned. I think the most important thing is to get the wide areas right because that's their weakness and that's our strength. So we need to pick that right. We don't want to. I don't really want to see right-footed players playing on the left-hand side when there's no need to do that, right? So it's important we have the balance right, the balance technically to really attack them in those areas. Once you stress them, get behind them, they become very vulnerable. What they are very good at was they kept people away from them and then they played in and played in areas of the pitch which which suited them getting the ball forward early into wide spaces but with our back three we are not so vulnerable to that early ball out in behind Bellerin we're not so vulnerable any longer because we have the three players covering the space across the back line so I think that really makes us effective against those teams that want to clear early make us head the ball down 
and then they fill the space and get the second ball and play from there. I think we're quite calm at the back. We're quite controlled with, on long balls. And we've got players who can really regain it and keep it. So, um, yeah, I, I'm not too worried about them. As long as we are fit and get our wide areas correct, hmm. we need a break. We need a break in central, in central areas, right? Because we've got no history of goal scoring between Welbeck, Lacazette and Iwobi compared to, you know, the combination between Welbeck Ozil and um, Sanchez, for example, they all play their roles, but we we haven't seen them score yet. So that's the worry I have. Where are the goals going to come from if Ozil's not there? Yeah, I mean, this is the first big situation where Lacazette's going to have a lot of responsibility if he starts because, you know, if you have Ozil and Alexis in the squad with you and Ramsey in midfield and you're Lacazette, you can be sort of one of the options but if you don't have those people all around you suddenly you look like the option so yeah. he he is going to have a lot of pressure on him if he starts and you know i think it's easy to dismiss what lester can do but you look at what they can put on the other end of the pitch you know up up our defensive end and it's did i just say up our end um <laughs> I, you know what let's roll with it uh i think you know they they have Damari Gray, they have uh, uh, Mares, they have Vardy, they have Ianacho, and if they choose to start all of those guys, that's a lot of pace and a lot of uh, attacking prowess. I mean, arguably the yeah. better attacking options than we will be fielding on the day will be Leicester's. And so, in the old formation, I would have been shitting myself because watching those players run into the open spaces that we used to leave behind us, I, I have no doubt they could have put two, three goals past us. But this will be the first real test of whether the back three gives us greater greater solidity, greater, greater uh, ability to defend the counterattack and the long ball than we saw you know, around February, March of last season. So my concern is getting the first goal. Now that may sound obvious, but I think the problem is the longer it goes scoreless and the more we put resources into the attacking half and the more we pinch up and press forward and, and get into their half and the greater the urgency is to try to get a goal and the more we commit to that, the more we leave that back door unlocked for some very pacey, powerful, uh, capable players. So yeah. early goal is key. I think, um, you know, as far as picking the back three, my only question with Per is that, like, would I like to see Kolasinac uh, at left wing back? I would. But having Kolasinac holding in Nacho as our center backs is a little more pace to handle what will be some very fast mobile players running at them. Um, yep. that's also why I want Bellerin. I don't want Ox defensively up against Mares or Damari Gray or Ianacho or Vardy. I, I just don't think he has enough defensively about him for that. And I think if we just keep them from having clear counterattacking opportunities long enough, eventually a not so talented back four and a very inexperienced midfield will concede too much possession to us that eventually we find our way through. It wouldn't surprise me if we have 65% possession in this game or more. Yeah. Um, so it, we really just have to make that tell, uh, early so that I think they can't just sit in that low block all game. Anyway, a um, uh, quick prediction from you. Uh, what, do, what do you see for the game? Yeah, I, I think we'll win. I think it'll be by, by one goal, 1-0, 2-1. I don't think it'll be, uh, yeah, I don't think we're going to kill him. I think, um, but I, I hear what you're saying about Per at the back, but I'm not too worried. He's played against fast players before, and he'll be able to see the, the ball coming early. So I'm not too worried about that. And um, he won't play tomorrow, Gray. He'll play all Brighton, so don't worry about that. Oh, yeah, so, good um, point. My bad. I, I'm sure so Gray will come on at some point, but yeah. He will. I, I like him. He's sharp. Yeah. But um, I, I don't think the management have full confidence in him, and I think he's looking to get away, actually. So um, 
what's his space on those Spurs looking at him and he would suit their profile. So um so yeah, we'll we'll see. But I'm I'm not too concerned. The reason why I think we're gonna control the football. And we control the football, we make an early season team tired. I don't think they're gonna get the quality of service forward and more importantly, they can't get enough numbers around their man Vardy. They're gonna be he's gonna be isolated. So it's up to us to control the game, stress them, tire them, move the ball around quickly like we did at Wembley and hopefully create a better quality chance in open play, and I think we'll be fine. Clive, it's a chance to go three points clear at the top. You've got to take those chances when they come. <laughs> the, weekend, the weekend's on the line here, right? This <laughs> exactly. is Friday night. The whole of the world is watching just watching our teams. It's the showpiece kickoff game. Yeah, I mean, we could, this could we go in our right. whole weekend, yeah. Um, over under number of decisions Mike Dean makes that have us fuming on Twitter. I'll say three and a half. Do you take the over or the under? Yeah, I take the I take the under. All right, that's optimistic. I take the under, and um, let's see how we go. No, I see now I've forgotten about Mike Dean, so now you've just traumatized me even more. <laughs> right? So, um, so I started off feeling confident. Now I'm thinking about Murtasaka running against Vardy and Mike Dean running behind him, getting waiting to send Murtasaka off for any little foul. So, um, so yeah, that's a concern. But hey, we'll. we'll We'll be fine, don't I'm going to go with a nervy 2-1 where they score inside the first 10 minutes and we claw it back and turn the match around sometime late in the game. Giroud header on 90th minute to win it. Um, followed by <laughs> some kind of scorpion kick-related look-at-me posing for the camera, kissing the camera celebration. Um, yeah. and, and Giroud scores, you better stay up your And Twitter, crucially, mate, so I was going to say, the burning down of my mentions. You think the sack of Rome was bad? Wait till you see the sack of my mentions. Speaking of my sack, uh, all right, so we're going to wrap it up. Clive's on Twitter, Clive PFC. Clive, I, I hope you enjoyed this as much as I did. I loved it. It was wonderful. It was brisk. It, it lacked the uh, Shakespearean rhyming couplet that I was hoping to come up with, but we'll work on puns for next one. Uh, my name is Elliot Smith. You can block me on Twitter, Yankee Gunner. Don't forget to give all of our podcasts five-star reviews and write nasty things about Tim and Paul in the comments section um, as we uh, work on our ongoing contract disputes with them. Anyway, we'll be back after the match with the traditional version of this, the more rambling, uh, incoherent version. And uh, until then, up the arsenal. Enjoy the season. First game of the season. It's like the night before Christmas, although by the time you're listening to this, it's Christmas morning. So uh, up the arsenal. Here's to three points, and we'll talk to you after the match. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, the trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.